Hi everyone, welcome. Welcome to Parent Wise with Monica Irvin. We don't have fancy music. We don't have ads on this podcast. On this podcast, uh, I don't edit these podcasts because you'll hear me make mistakes and clear my throat and uh, and miss say things and then correct myself. But what we do do is we get down to business and I just um, give you my thoughts that I've been thinking about over the last couple of weeks. And so that's what we're going to do today. My name is Monica and I love helping parents, but also just helping individuals live a fuller, more happier life. Uh, My podcast is absolutely um, centered on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because I believe that is in essence where we find our happiness and our peace. And so everything I teach, uh, everything I um, talk about is as it is related to the gospel of Jesus Christ in my opinion. And uh, I always welcome those who have differing opinions. I think it's healthy. Uh, I don't claim that I am right about everything I discuss. But they are my opinions. And so I hope that that's beneficial to you. I always encourage people to study, to pray for themselves, to to educate yourself as much as possible, and to gather different information from different resources. That's what I do. I've done that my whole life. I love just... um, finding information about every topic that I'm interested in. I like asking people their opinions, even when I know their opinion is going to be different than mine, because I like to hear people's different perspective on things. I have found that as I inquire and and um, listen to many different people, that it helps me focus in on what I believe are the most important things. And then I do a lot of prayer about those things and try to ultimately understand the Lord's will as it pertains to every decision. I'm not saying I'm perfect at that, but I did want you to understand uh, the process that I go through uh, when forming opinions. Today, to me, is another very important topic, a topic that we must talk about with our children. It's an ongoing conversation. We can't just do it once and that's enough. But the topic is the principle is teaching people how to treat us. How do we teach people how to treat us? How do we teach our children how to teach people to treat them? I know what you want for your kids. You want what I want. I want the people in their life, especially the people that they're going to be engaged in on a daily basis, whether it be their spouse, their friends, their family, their employer, their employee. I want those people to treat my children with respect and kindness and love and mercy. I want and hope with all my heart that my children treat the people that they engage with on a daily basis with those same principles in mind. And so how do we do that? 
How do we help our children know how to teach people to treat them? You all, you got to start by talking about it. And then even more important than talking about it, you have to model it, as in all things. I know too many people who live with people who mistreat them. And we can mistreat people in lots of different ways. Verbally, emotionally, physically, sexually. And so how do we strengthen our children so that we know that we've given them as much information we can, that we've trained them as best we can to understand what they deserve as a human being so that when they cross paths or when they get in a relationship that the other person does not also live by the principles of respect and honor, that they recognize it and that they do something about it. I credit a lot of my um, determination of what I expect in others to my dad and my mom, but in such different ways. You know, my mom was, was a very loving person and was such a good person with such high moral standards that, of course, uh, that played an integral part in my upbringing. My dad was very different than my mom. Of course, he had the same moral standards. But my dad was a very strong, is a very strong personality. And my dad, if you've heard the podcast episode where, oh, I forget the title of it, y'all. You'll have to go look it up. But it's where I um, talk about teaching your children how to handle bullies and teasing. You understand what I mean why I credit my dad with a lot of my grit on my confidence in being able to handle people who attempt to mistreat me or those around me. And so let's just start with a few basic principles. Number one, in order to teach people how to treat us, we first must have a a basic understanding of our own individual worth as a person, as a human being, as a woman, as a man. Meaning we have to believe that we are valued sons and daughters of a living God who loves us infinitely. We are, we are his offspring uh, with that comes a divine heritage. Why does that matter? Well, because it helps us to see ourselves as we truly are. Instead of seeing ourselves when we look in the mirror as failures and, oh, too chubby and uh, bad hair and too wrinkly and too selfish and too proud and all the all the weaknesses that we could 
discover about ourselves. And I know we're well aware of our weaknesses and our frailties and just our human, the frailties we have because of our human nature. But in reality, when we understand where we come from, who we are, whose we are, well, it helps us to see ourselves more valuable. I know that I'm a child of God. I know that I'm a daughter of God. I know He loves me. He really loves me. And He knows me. He knows Monica Irvin. And He cares about me. And He wants me to be happy. He wants me to make good choices, not only because he knows that will help me to be more happy, but also because he wants me to come home to him. I know this and many other things about my relationship with the Lord. Parents, this is something that we can never stop teaching our children. Too many people on this earth, young and old, don't understand these basic principles of who they are. And if you don't believe with your whole heart how valued you are, well, I assure you, you're going to have some trouble believing that you deserve to be treated with honor and respect and love and mercy. The second principle we have to realize is we can't get what we're not willing to give. You probably have heard me teach that before. But sure, I believe I do deserve to be treated with respect and honor. But I don't believe for one second that I deserve any more than any other human being on this earth. For that matter, any other living creature on this earth. Because I believe in the divine nature of every single person who walks this earth. As I understand that, it helps me to have a desire to want to treat others the way I want to be treated. There's not a school, I don't think, on this, at least in our country today, that doesn't have an anti-bullying program in their school. And I, I, and not that there's many good ones. There's a lot of good ones out there. There's a lot of bad ones out there. But I believe in a lot of these programs, we're missing the core problem. We're not addressing the value of human life the value of one another, because you can tell kids it's not nice to be mean, it's not nice to tease, um, it's not nice to bully, this is why we shouldn't bully, these are the dangers of bullying. You can teach all of those things, and and yes, it, it might help, but if, if we haven't spent enough time in helping these children and ourselves understand their true value, then 
it's going to be more difficult for them to apply the anti-bullying procedures to their life. If you struggle and you're not even sure you have a testimony of who you are and your own individual worth, I would recommend that you start by asking the Lord to help you understand your worth. Do a do a scripture study. Do a scripture chase where you go try to find one verse after another verse that relates to one another about the worth of souls. And then pass what you learn on to your children. The third principle, after we um, understand our worth and help our children to understand their worth, which once again is ongoing, we have to realize some pitfalls that we fall into. And we have to call things what they are. And this is where it's going to sting a little bit. If you yell at your kids, parents, listen, if you yell at your kids, especially on a regular basis, you are teaching your children that at times they must accept verbal abuse. In fact, yelling at your children, in my opinion, is verbal abuse. Why do we yell? Well, we yell, we raise our voice, and we add anger to our voice because we think that's the only way we're going to get whoever we're talking to to listen to us. It's a way of bullying. It's bullying. It's use any time that you have to use fear in order for someone else to listen to you. That's called bullying. That's what bullying is, right? Bullying is intimidation. Yelling is intimidation. That's what it is, parents. You're intimidating your child into taking the trash out by screaming and adding anger to your screams so that they're intimidated, fearful not to take the trash out, not to obey you. Basically, it's a sign of a weak relationship with your child and weak parenting strategies. It's a sign of a weakness on our part, the parent not your kids, on the parent. Now that's a whole nother podcast, and I'm not going to go into the psychology behind that. You'll have to just uh, wait for that one to come out. Or I would recommend that you go listen to my podcast episode, Disciplining Your Children Without Breaking Their Spirits. But um, for sake of time, I just want you to know that I believe that's what yelling is. You see, where the mistake we make is we think because we're a parent, we have a special license to yell at our kids. But I have a feeling 
when your child gets their first job, regardless of whether your child is making a mistake or doing something good on the job, I have a feeling you would not like knowing that their boss screams at them. And I have another feeling that once your child gets married, boy or girl, that if you found out that their spouse screams and yells at them, I bet you wouldn't like that, would you? So why are you yelling at them? Because the way we teach, the way we treat our children is teaching them what is acceptable in human behavior. How we treat our children is teaching them what people do when they claim to love each other, but they need each other to listen to each other. We're teaching our children what to expect from others. It's a dangerous game you're playing if you're screaming at your kids. I have a couple of friends who experience a lot of screaming in their marriage. And it's been going on for so long that at this point, some of them are numb to it. Some of them have physical reactions. As soon as it starts, they get physically ill. Some of them have been beaten down for so long that it's affected their whole outlook on life, on happiness, on love, on hope. Some of them, there's been so much screaming in the home that their children have a very poor outlook on marriage themselves. Some of these kids have vowed to never get married because when they think of marriage, they think of their mother and father screaming at each other and they want no part of anything that even sounds like marriage. And us Christians want to run around the world, run around the earth, pointing our finger at the young generation who are choosing to move in together, to live together before they get married, or they just don't want to get married. They just have no desire to get married. They just would rather live together for a while and then if that doesn't work out, they'll go live with someone else. Now, I'm not saying, you all, that there's not people of this earth that take advantage and don't just fall into temptation and do things outside of the bounds of what God has um, commanded us to live our lives. But I want you to know that I know with my whole heart that a lot of the issues that our younger generations are struggling with come because our generation, the generation before that, 
haven't done, haven't set the example like we should have. And we're seeing the repercussions of that. Don't let that be the story in your home. If you want your children to have loving, kind relationships with their spouse, you all, they they just need to see what that looks like. Now, let me say this. No, you cannot control your spouse. You can't. But you can control you. And it does take two people, not only to argue, but even if you're not the one who screams and your spouse does, if you allow your spouse to scream at you, you are just as guilty. You've got to stop allowing others, including your spouse, to scream at you. So I know what your next question is. Well, Monica, how do I do that? Well, first of all, literally, you must not remain in the presence, in the physical presence of someone screaming at you. Now, y'all, it might mean that you're going to have to really do some crazy things. But literally, let's say that you're standing in the kitchen and your spouse starts screaming at you. Literally, you're not going to remain in the kitchen. When we throw up our hand in a stop, in a stop position, which means we hold up our hand, right? And we say stop. That is how, that's our message to someone that they need to stop. It's like a warning. And so, for instance, if someone started screaming at me, that would be my first reaction. I would immediately hold up my hand and say, and verbally say, stop. Do not raise your voice to me. I would be happy to listen to you and to continue this conversation, but I will not stand here or sit here or ride in this car one second longer if you're going to raise your voice to me. Now, can we move on with softer voices? That's what it looks like, you all. That's what it sounds like. And if the other person we're talking to then lowers their voice, then we just move on and we, we literally let it go. We're just going to move on. And we're going to listen like we said we would. We're going to keep our word. Now, I realize, you all, that I'm making this sound pretty easy. And I know that many of your situations are not easy. But I believe that we overcomplicate our life way too much. It's not complicated to not allow someone to scream at us. It might mean you're going to leave the house, leave the room. Uh, you know, let's say that you're sitting at the dinner table and you've got two little kids you're feeding. I realize things can get out of hand. 
I realize things can actually become physical. I want you to know sometimes we have to just get through the moment in order to make in order to be able to make a decision tomorrow. I know there might call for an occasion might where we feel the need to allow someone to just blow off their steam for a moment and then we decide afterward what kind of action we're going to take. And so I'm not going to get here, you know, sit here and try to uh, go through every possible scenario because there's a million of them. And I can't tell you what to do in every exact situation you find yourself in. And there's no judgment here, y'all. There's just not. But I want you to understand the principle of what you're putting at risk if you allow someone to scream and yell and mistreat you. It is not healthy. In fact, it's actually considered child abuse when we allow domestic violence to happen in front of children. Screaming time and time again, a pattern of screaming and bullying between parents in front of children is child abuse. You see, what it does, the reason it's considered child abuse is because studies show that it literally, the fear that your children experience by witnessing physical, verbal, or any kind of abuse, it literally changes their brain. I'll let you look up your own studies. There's plenty out there. So the purpose of this episode is to help you to understand, to remind you of what you're putting at risk when you allow someone to yell and scream at you inside your own home and to help you understand what you're teaching your children when you do that to them. Now, I just want to emphasize that it's important that we give one another grace. We don't sit here and we don't judge one another on what kind of marriage you have, what kind of person you are. Are you weak? Are you strong? Are you... It doesn't matter. There's nothing that I just said in this episode that you didn't already know. Usually, there's nothing in any episode I say that you didn't already know. These are already things, you all, that you know. Deep down, you know these things. You know it's true. You know these are correct principles because you feel it. It's why when it's happening, you don't feel good. It's why when you're doing it or after an episode, whether you've yelled or someone's yelled at you, you have that kind of yucky feeling inside your gut. That's not just a yucky feeling inside your gut. It's called the spirit. The spirit 
is telling you that this is wrong. And when things are wrong, according to the Lord, it means they're not good for us or they're not good for our children. That's why it feels so yucky. It's not just that you feel yucky. It's the spirit. It's the spirit bearing witness to you that it's not good. That's why at the end of the day, you don't really need me to tell you these things. You just need to listen to the spirit and how you feel. The way you feel is a testimony to whether you are doing good or not good. Whether we are allowing good things or allowing bad things. Whether we are doing things that build our children up and help our children to have happier and more prosperous lives, or whether we're teaching our children things that are going to be harmful to them. You have the capacity to understand and to be told these principles by the Spirit to your spirit. It's how the Lord communicates with us. Thank you so much for listening. I do hope you take the time to consider how you might start talking to your children about this concept. And I know as you do, and as you pray and ask the Lord to help you to know what are child-friendly ways, or maybe they're ready for what we just talked about, the Lord is going to help you to know how to make these things known to, to your children. You all, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of the Etiquette Factory family. We have so many amazing resources to help you, parent. I hope you share our resources. Oh my goodness, the holidays are coming up. Grandparents love to buy things for their grandkids that are good for them. So if your little kids, preschool through third grade, have not been through Fundamentals for Kids yet, it's a great Christmas gift to ask the grandparents to get your kids. You can find that on our website when you click Shop Products, Fundamentals for Kids. And if your 4th graders through 12th graders have not gone through our life skills programs, oh, that's another great gift. Please reach out, Monica at theetiquettefactory.com. Please connect with us on the Etiquette Factory with Monica Irvin Facebook page. And as always, I'd sure love for you to comment on our podcast. I'd love for you to go to iTunes and give us a rating. Those are the kind of things that help us and to help just more people become aware of our resources. Have the best day. Thank you so much. Bye.